Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Still Got Legs, a Doctor Who rewatch podcast brought to you by another Happy Studios. She promised us she was coming back, and here she is. This is the Sontaran Stratagem. Hello everyone, welcome to Doc No, well I was gonna say welcome to Docky Who. Welcome to Still Got Legs, the only Doctor Who podcast in the world. My name is Nathan. I'm joined as always by Lawrence. Um and this is a, a Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I don't know. I had a little brain fart there. I messed up a little bit. We're reco- we're recording at a different time, so you're not you're not like programmed. You're not mentally conditioned for this time of the day to be working like this. Do you I know apologize. what? We're recording uh, on a rare instance during the daylight because now it starts to get dark about half four and like i don't know about you but like as soon as i'm like finished work for the day like around about half four or five and i just look outside and i'm going well, it's time for bed then isn't it it's yeah. time to just just <laughs> just get curled up just go straight to bed and then i wake up at like 8 p.m and i'm like where the fuck am i what is going on <laughs> What am I? What, what mistake have I made here today? Is this the morning? What is this? Yeah, I'm so confused. I've travelled through time and space, much like we have to bring you this lovely episode. Uh, I've still got legs, where each week we talk about and discuss an episode of Doctor Who during the revival era. This is something we're going to need to discuss, Lawrence, because oh yeah, I'm not sure if you're aware if you've been up to date with the news, but the revival era has officially ended. And it did so over a year ago. We just didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah, we had no idea we were mourning the loss of a certain like saga of the show. Um, I brought this up a couple of weeks back and you were like, you're a fucking idiot. That's not the way it goes. They, they I, haven't called it this. I don't know. I don't know if I did that. I think you were very uh, nasty no. in your victory. You were a sore winner about that and I had to concede. And now you're like, oh, Lawrence, I don't know if you've actually heard about this. I'm trying to sweep it in under the rug. No, I think we were talking about two different things. I think we was talking about how it's categorized on BBC iPlayer because you were saying 
that it had switched over, but it hadn't or something. I don't know. I can't remember. But <laughs> I'm right is the point. The the menial things that we just spend five minutes <laughs> disagreeing on over this show. <laughs> but, so, but so, this hang on. Thing. So what are we in now? So well, in now we're in a grey area. We're in we're in the the no zone officially. <laughs> we're in we're in the void, the space between the worlds, um, yeah. the the grey area, as it were. And um, because right now we're we're between the end of one era and the start of the next. This is officially. I said this to you yesterday. This is this episode here is officially the last episode that will be released before any new Doctor Who content. Because at, at the time of release, when this comes out on Monday, the next episode uh, will be... Uh, the, the first episode of the 60th anniversary will be this coming Saturday. So Bloody hell. So there's going to be more Doctor Who than ever going on in our heads. And the, Well, there was already some. So this past weekend, but for us it hasn't happened yet, so this coming Friday... There's going to be a little Children in Need special clip, isn't there? So Did did you watch it? What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. It hasn't happened yet, Lawrence. We Just one of these. the many ways we manipulate time and space to bring this show. <laughs> we record these ahead of time, Lawrence. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so so there we go. But yeah, so we, we say that like, you know, we're making our way through the revival era, but now we, I guess we need to figure out what it's called or is it still the revival era is it is it new who is is this new era new new who i don't like the idea that someone floated it's like the disney plus era hey that that's awful yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> hey, no no first of all not for me it's not i'm not watching it on disney plus <laughs> not in this country the one good thing about the uk at the moment um, yeah um I, I don't know what would we call it we'd i guess we'd so so it, so it's classic. Then it's had, was it was it was it always called the revival because people have called it New Who, right? Yeah, for years, n- yeah. New Who is kind of the the uh, the f- fan favorite term, I guess. New Who, yeah, yeah. So I guess, but it but it's not really New Who anymore because now this is this new newer, era. Newer Who, yeah. No, I don't like that. <laughs> that time that Russell came back and people restarted the show for some reason but look well, all of us we all need to have a meeting and collectively decide what yes. is what is the best option so we can so we can figure this out but anyway that's some semantics about the world in which we live in and honestly you know people might listen to this and like you know down the line a few years maybe even they'll be like what the fuck are they on about like you know it could all <laughs> yeah. be solved by then so what do we do you know what the biggest trouble is like we for no one this is admin right but you're here for this right this is you're involved in this conversation now mm. like we 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 just title these episodes right just the the episode title but then in the description we have like season four episode whatever this one is no it's categorized in like as seasons on them um, on the podcast platform okay like, so like what happens after yeah, I this, know. I don't know. But Lawrence, luckily, we have three years until we need to worry about that. So before it becomes like a two-hour admin yeah. job for us, yes. Until we don't have to worry about that until like June of 2026. So okay, let's let's not stress too much just yet. Okay. Okay. Well, Nathan, I am stressed uh, because this is a good episode. That, that wasn't a segue, but this is a good episode. That was a horrible segue. That was. It worked. It worked, and we're here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know if it worked, but we are certainly here. And where are we, Lawrence? Well, I'll tell you. 
<laughs> Good, because I ju- my heart fell out my ass. I was like, I don't have this information. You shit yourself. Momentary. I was like, well, no. Oh God, <laughs> you can easily get this information up, though. Actually, yeah, Lawrence, where are we? Okay, Nathan. Well, it's a good thing you asked, and I am not biding my time until I find out. Uh, I'm just what I'm doing. Why is the spreadsheet not flipping over? <laughs> What's going on, Nathan? It is a good thing you asked. We are on season four, episode four, called the Sontaran Stratagem, written by Helen Rayner and directed by Douglas McKinnon. Wow, beautiful. What can you tell me about those two, Lawrence? I can tell you <laughs> that they definitely do the next episode as well. <laughs> That that is something, at least. So, what else can you tell me about them if you know all the facts? I can tell you that Helen Rayner is, I believe, the second female writer, um, the Doctor Who has had in the what was the revival era is now, as of yet, unknown territory. But <laughs> well, that is, I knew that. What I was doing was testing to see if you knew that and if you were up to date um, and keeping score. What, what the second? G- give me that again. Yeah, I think she's the the second female writer. I think, possibly the third, but I don't think so. I think I think we had the first one last season in yeah. um, possibly the Daleks Manhattan storyline. That um, means But then I think we had the female director in possibly Blink. I think. Okay. Um, Yes, and I think this is the second female writer we've had. So, so but, still a uh, real poor show. <laughs> yes. But, and it, oh, it is going to stay a real poor show <laughs> for quite a while. I mean, look, you can see this list here. Um, just look at all those dudes. Just, just a sea <laughs> just, of Andes and Grahams. And Russells and, and Stevens and Marks. <laughs> just, there's some Chrises thrown in the mix. There's, there's a few, a few yeah. Chrises, yeah. <laughs> there's certainly a Toby and when a is, Actually, when is the next... Uh, female writer i, I can can't say. see one neither inside. can i um oh dear lord that's hold bad. on hold on i'm just looking down now all right the next one i can see is in season nine which <laughs> that cannot be true that's insane when you but you know what like people don't have access to this spreadsheet but when you see it laid out in front of you you go that should change there's yeah. something not good about that <laughs> Is that right? I'm just looking now. Don't get me wrong. Like, a lot of these are, like, the same four dudes. But even so, like... Yeah, but just pass the baton every once in a while. (laughs) I think it is, yeah. I think it's the next one is Series 9. Fuck me. uh, We'll look out for that one in 2025, I guess. Brilliant. Okay, well... That's one to discuss. (laughs) Fucking hell. Well, it it was fun while we lasted. Well, we've got two... Right, we've got to. We we don't want to move on too fast from the Sontaran stratagem. Um, let's talk mm. about it, Nathan. Do you love the Sontaran stratagem as I do? I like the Sontaran stratagem. Okay, okay. Right. I do not. I you see the thing is I struggle with two parters until we've had the whole story, really, and female writers as well. You said yes, that. of course. Yeah, that's me famously. Uh, that is incorrect. <laughs> first of all. Um, no, I I struggle with two parters until we've had the whole story laid out to us because at the moment it's half a story, isn't it? I so agree. I'm I'm not as yet keen. Well, it's, well, technically, it's a three part if you count Utopia, which <laughs> it's, I do. Well, U- Utopia. <laughs> I'm just doing a silly little joke. <laughs> you almost could have made that work with the Doctor's daughter. Ah, oh, I could have done. Yeah, that's why Fuck. I was like, what? <laughs> 
the Martha trilogy in season four. <laughs> yeah. That's what they should call it. They should call it the era of the show where the Martha trilogy was there. I mean, she comes back later in the BBC series as well. Great. Oh, yeah, she does, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, like I said, yes. Um, it's it's half a story, so I'm I'm hesitant to lay down my label of banger. But I, I would also be hesitant to lay down that label anyway, because, as I said, I enjoyed it. I don't necessarily love it, okay? Okay, all right. Yeah. Show, well, do you want to hit... I mean, you know my thoughts, but I just... Well, I, I think... What? Well, I love. I love it, right? I think this works on every conceivable level. I think this has got like you are, you, your takes lately are insane. You're are like you, right of all of them. Of I don't all know. of the questionable takes that I have, if you you could put you could do a survey, this one I'd be on top for. This is a loved episode of Doctor Who. Yes, yes, it's uh, it's a good bit of fun, I'd say. But you're you're talking about it like it's the second coming of Christ, saying Nathan, it, it, it works not... on every conceivable level. I don't know if it does. I would say that it might not be the second coming of Christ. It is a returning companion. There are fun dynamics with the current companion. There are companion family hijinks, a favourite of ours. There's so much companion-related content. No, yeah, exactly. And also a great villain, like a really just interesting setting. There's like a fun threat level established. And... I don't know. I, I just I think this is really good, and it, it it's like a little bit of a mystery. It unfolds as it goes along. That's most episodes of TV, but, <laughs> but like it works really well. It starts with like a little cold open, leaves you wanting more. I love it. Beautiful. Well, I'm I'm happy for you, Lawrence. I I really am. I'm glad that Thank we you. we get to discuss an episode that is so. Um enjoyable and prevalent well <laughs> i was gonna say it reminds me of uh our, another happy pod episode on the incredibles where it was <laughs> something which clearly means a lot to you but i'm just like yeah it's okay <laughs> <laughs> it, it is that vibe i but like if i was gonna put on an episode of doctor who there's a high chance it'd be this one i've seen this episode okay. a lot see if i was gonna put on an episode of doctor who just any random episode this would be pretty low down in ones that I would pick out. Okay. Which for, what, what because would you also pick out? also first of all I wouldn't just throw on a two parter. I feel like that's a commitment as well. First of yeah, all. No more of a commitment to throwing on a movie. No, but I'm not throwing on a movie. I'm throwing, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm throwing on an episode of Doctor Who. I got it a tight forty-five in a lunch break. Exactly. I got a tight forty-five minutes. I got my sandwich. What am I going to watch? Okay, that's true. Yeah, I the Sun Star, the Sun Tyrant stratagem, uh, fun as it is, <laughs> excuse me, would not necessarily be top of my choices. I'd possibly go for a. Uh, a fires of Pompeii, perhaps. A I'm looking down at my list now. With these are all ones to come, but I'd I'd throw in a um, uh, a God complex. Uh, Bells of Saint John could be a banger. Look, interesting, Nathan. These all seem to be male directors and writers. <laughs> well, yeah, they all are. Lawrence. <laughs> well, I'm just I don't, I don't want to put you. On, you're not on the wrong side of history or anything, Nathan. I'm just saying it's interesting. Is all. Uh, no, I, I would actually throw on... Um, <laughs> How would you? <laughs> yeah, I would actually throw on Series 9, <laughs> Episode 6, The Woman Who Lived, uh, written, of course, by Catherine Trevino. So. You're joking that it's called The Woman Who Lived. Yeah. Well, and the they were bef- like, we got to get a woman in for this one. Well, no, the one before it is called The Girl Who Died. Okay. 
<laughs> and that, that is technically a two-part. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You're not putting that on in your lunch break. Nathan, let us discuss this episode before we just discuss any more menial Doctor Who things. Yeah. So how does it open up, Lawrence? So we it's the dead of night. The, the spooky mysteries are afoot. There's a big X-Men mansion or possibly Batman mansion <laughs> going on. What is happening? <laughs> There's definitely some sort of like ancestral home situation going <laughs> yes. on. Um, but it's like very modern on the inside, but we'll get there. Oh, the um, inside is definitely a completely different location to, yeah. to the house. Don't worry about that. That's a listed building. You think you can get yeah. a fucking Sontaran teleport platform in there? It's I doubt just not it, happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, there's a bit there's a bit of a, of a kerfuffle, a bit of a scuffle going on. A reporter woman is being kicked out of... Um, the X-Mansion, and Luke and his brainy school for nerds uh, are all in orange jumpsuits. I mean, um, they're red. They're, they're orange. No, they're red. We have the same TV, so either you're colorblind, or I am partially colorblind, so it may well, have <laughs> just answered the question, though, didn't you? They're definitely red. I think they're orange. Let us know in the comments if they're orange or red. We want to okay. know. Is it, is it me who's correct or the guy who's partially colorblind? Let us know. I still think it might be me. Okay. But I, have, well, I, I can't, I can't clarify that. You're very much incorrect. <laughs> okay, fine. Sure. They are handling a reporter out of the woman. Uh, the woman. Uh, they're hang. They are hand. <laughs> they are handling a reporter out of the building, and they're like tossing her to the curb. And he's just like laughing off her concerns. She's like, "Atmos is dangerous." Atmos is a sat nav, <clears throat> um, and she's like, "It's dangerous." And you, <laughs> and he, he's just a smarmy arsehole straight away. He's like, "If you're going to go to print, it's Rattigan with two T's." Yeah, good, good intrigue, Nathan. Off the bat, a mystery. Then he goes back and he starts speaking to some sort of alien. We don't know who this alien is yet, um, but yeah, either way. Uh, the woman gets in the car. She's going off. She's like, I'm going to take this, this not proof, because she said she can't prove it, but it's like definitely some research or some findings that she's got. Mm. Um, and she's going to take it off and send it to the authorities that be, that have the power to do something about this. When all of a sudden, Nathan, uh, she is forced to drive into a lake. Yes, she is. She is. Um, Rough way to go. Evil Satnav, basically. <laughs> and you know what? This is very much like an episode... Uh, a product of the time, okay? Because mm. like this, this came out right in the fucking the peak sort of satnav fear mongering area as well. Like people, <laughs> yeah. satnav was starting to become more common amongst people. Everyone had a little tom tom or a little whatever in their cars. Well, not everyone. It was still quite new, but it was it was starting to show up more and more. Um, yeah. And it was this new technology, but also. A little bit scary. You can't trust it. I remember when my dad first got one, he was always ignoring it. And I'm like, Dad, what is even the point of using it? Like, <laughs> My dad was the same. I know better than a robot. I'm like, not, maybe not a satellite, though. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I don't trust it. I'm like, well, then why is it on? Because yeah. <laughs> we just if you have know it, the way to go. <laughs> we just have it rerouting directions every two minutes now. So why is it on if you don't trust it? Take but, a U-turn. Just just echoes in my childhood of my dad going the wrong way and he's like, I know what the fuck I'm doing, thank you very much. Um yes. So there we so there we go. So it's peak um uh, nav fear area. So it's possibly the perfect time for this sort of episode to come out. And it's a good sort of premise, the evil satnav kind of thing. And and it, there is something sinister about like the way it's like saying, You have reached your destination just over yeah. and over again as she like 
is hurtled towards her death in I, I like in Cardiff they do, docks. They do the same thing that like we were just saying our dads do as well, where it's like, you have reached <laughs> your destination. And she's like, I don't fucking think so, mate. And yeah. it's like, this, this, only, this, is, this is a few to no one. Only she has more right to, to be doing that. She's not like yeah. our stubborn dads who are just like, <laughs> I could have got there faster. <laughs> it's like, oh, could you? That's never, why it was on. Never trust a robot, never trust a woman. That's our dads. <laughs> <laughs> Never trust a woman robot, especially. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> They're um, of a different generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're very much more evolved than this. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like that. It's a good little setup. Um, I, you're right, we'll get into more of like the the, the concept of put, basically putting a weapon in 800 million fucking devices across the planet. Um, mm. I just think that's very, very cool stuff. Um, but after that, after we watch a woman drown, uh, we're then treated to a bit of a silly scene. Donna is flying the TARDIS, or trying to fly the TARDIS. Well, I believe we're treated to the opening titles of Dogs Who. Um, well, I would think you're wrong. Let's go to the tape. We have to get... The, the Doctor has to receive the phone call first, Nathan. Does it not go, you've reached your destination, and then it's... Are you telling me you have forgotten... Doctor, it's Martha, and I'm bringing you back to Earth. No, wow. I remember that, but it was... Hmm. When oh, does the you, wow happen? I think you might be right, actually. I do apologise. Okay, oh, That's okay. I'll forgive yeah. you on this, this one time, but don't let it happen again. Lawrence, don't even try to fucking <laughs> talk to me like that, because it will not work out for you. All right? <laughs> don't even try to wrestle some authority from me, okay? <laughs> um, um, yes, Nathan... yes, so... Shut up. So... Oh. Um, <laughs> So we're we're in the TARDIS. Donna is flying the TARDIS. This isn't something we've seen as of yet, is it? A companion having a go, basically. I don't think it is. I don't even think Rose got a a say in it at all. No, had a go. And we all know how perfect and amazing Rose was. He never fucking exactly, shuts yeah. up about her. So Rose can fly the TARDIS with absolutely no prior knowledge of it. I mean, <clears> I think she does at one point. I don't think she does. Oh well, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> It's debatable whether she was at the wheel. I mean, she absorbed the heart of the time vortex, and she didn't press a single control. She did it with magic or whatever. But I'd argue that's even more impressive. I mean, she just looked at something, really. Is it that impressive? No, perhaps not. Um, no, I like that, though. It just echoes that Donna is way more of a mate um, than we've seen from any other new who um, pairing of Doctor and Companion. Like, it's just the Doctor's like, yeah, you have a go on my little my little ship. Why not? It's fun. There is there is something funny about Ten, first of all, letting Donna, like, slowly learn to fly the TARDIS, but also being extremely worried at the <laughs> same time. And and probably rightfully so. Like, out, yeah. of, out of all the companions, I'd worry the most about Donna. Like... <laughs> You, you know what I mean? Like, I love Donna, but I wouldn't trust her to, like, I don't know, s- set I, up a new computer for me or something. I, I agree. I think Donna is, like, I think Donna is also the person that just, like, loves life enough to, like, take off and then assume she's nailed it and she's got yeah. it. And then she starts doing twirls and then takes more than a chunk out of the 1980s and stuff. Um, I feel like Rose and Martha might be more attentive to like, <clears throat> oh, I'm flying something that's really dangerous. Whereas Donna yeah. would be like, check this shit out. No hands. Would you like to fly the TARDIS? Um, what you're asking is essentially would I like to pull a lever. Uh, <laughs> I, I can do that here, I guess. No, well, there's, I'm all well, right. there's, diff- there's different ways of doing it. You can. How much would I be allowed to do? 
What's the stress scenario? That depends on how you fly the target. No, right? it's not a stress. Well, yeah, I guess it depends if you crash into anything. But like, I, I'm nerv- I'm learning to drive currently, and I'm nervous enough driving a car. Yeah, I feel like a TARDIS would have worse implications if I were to crash it. I've never crashed, but you know, I'll have a go. I think I can learn. I think I'm yeah. quite good. I just yeah. want David Tennant over my shoulder telling me I did a good job. Not me, no. <laughs> I'll figure it out for myself. Fair enough. <laughs> um, Nathan, there's a phone call. Who rings the doctor, please? It's our queen, Lawrence. Martha is back. Did you stand up and cheer? I didn't stand up and cheer, but I genuinely did get goosebumps at her. I'm bringing you back to Earth. <laughs> did you? It's so. It's such a good thing. I, uh, we spoke about this, I think, with Catherine a couple weeks back. Mm, yeah. um, basically, like saying you can have any kind of cliffhanger, you can have <clears> any kind <throat> of like cold open that's creepy or whatever. But it just doesn't hit as hard as just Martha going, and I'm bringing you back to it. Like, she knew she was delivering the open sting line. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It is definitely one of those lines which is uh, sort of become iconic and quotable and uh, definitely a a good bit of fun from the show. Um, uh, Do you think the Doctor's quite hesitant to pick up that phone? Because he knows who's calling. Yeah, there's only one person calling that phone. (laughs) And, like, the last time you saw her, she was like... Look, you're all right, but you ruined my entire life. So, like, I need to go. I I think the beauty in in that relationship is there's always going to be some tension, and you get that when they like yes. when he steps off the TARDIS. But yeah, I absolutely think he's apprehensive. Yeah, I um, do too. I think he's like, oh, should I ignore it? Oh, but then he, he can't ignore it. He obviously he, he would never ignore it. But I also there is, <coughs> and Martha touches on this ever so slightly with a kind of off-the-cuff line. But we know what the Doctor's known for, right? He's known for dropping a companion home and then forgetting they exist. Yes, as as he has done numerous times. <laughs> yeah, yes. so, like, I think there's a part of him that's just, like, he kind of looks at Donna and is like, yeah, but, like, Donna's here? Like, this is going to be really awkward. I don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. about this. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, we do get a bit of that, I think, like, because once he lands and they have the, the reunion, and, you know, there's the hug and everything, which is quite sweet, and it's a nice little moment for them to... To catch up, but then as soon as Donna steps out of the TARDIS, there's a immediate bit of tension, and Ten is just having war flashbacks to fucking school <laughs> reunion, where Sarah Jane and Rose were just sniping at each other constantly um, yeah. in that beautifully written episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and he's like, "Come on, we don't we don't need this. Let's not let's not have trouble. Don't stop." But yeah. they're like why are we going to argue over you? Like, yeah, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah, Donna's not interested and Martha made it explicitly clear that she was done with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like that. I like that that moment where, you know, Donna says like, you wish and like just immediately gets on with Martha like a house on fire. And yeah. you can just see in Ten's eyes, he's like, kind of wanted them to do a little bit <laughs> i think he did yeah i think yeah. he did this is his ego coming up again and he's like oh okay well <laughs> they, although ten is redeemed there is a there is another fun moment where donna says you can hug ten and get a paper cut just another yeah. moment where the writers are like he's skinny and he look at him Ooh, very nice and in shape <laughs> I, I don't know i think that one's more depreciate uh depreciate what's the word i'm looking for the is it deprecating? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or defecating? No, that's pooing. That's a poo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that word is, you know. I I feel like that's a that's not all sexy ten. That's more. Ugh. He's got no muscles. Yeah, no bones. No, he's got bones, but no, 
Yeah, well, you said. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Dr. Jones is leading this big operation for UNIT, for the Unified Intelligence Task Force. I don't know if you picked up on that, a little change. I I didn't pick up on that, but Nathan, before we move on, can I just rewind the tape? Oh, okay. Well, not the actual me. tape, right? I'll go to the tape? No, no, not the tape. I want to... I just wanted to talk about something, right? Because right. Oh, do you want to talk about her engagement? I do. Okay, go on then. Because it raises some questions. Firstly, before I get into my main point, I like that Donna notices the engagement ring. Just another little... It rem- another reminder, again, that, you know, the Doctor is an alien. He wouldn't look for something like this. Yeah, and he's Whereas, probably self-absorbed and thinking about himself as well. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. oh, Martha fancies me. This is really awkward. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, she's quite literally engaged to another bloke. <laughs> Um, but I, I, so I like all of that and how Donna immediately breaks that ice. But I wanted to ask you about this engagement to Tom Milligan, a character we know. Okay, kind of though, kind of. So... <laughs> yeah, this, and this is this is where we're at. <laughs> we know a version of Tom Milligan who no longer exists because yes. time was reversed and all of that never happened. Um... But for Martha, it did. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to know how that transpired. Yeah, because Martha obviously sought him out. It's not like she just went to work one day. Well, we saw a we saw her call him at the end of series three. That's true. We did. Yeah. Um, I I don't know how this sits with me. I think this is they needed to. I I like the fact that well, firstly, we know that that engagement doesn't really work out. Spoiler Um, alert. A big spoiler alert. But well, (laughs) no, not a big spoiler alert. I think they just don't don't spoil the thing. But yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. So we know that it doesn't turn out the way that it's necessarily appearing to be. Yes. So I think it does scream a little bit of like, who was the other man? Who was the other guy that we can... Because Martha has to have moved on from the Doctor in this. Mm. So who was that other guy? It screams a little bit of that. And I also like... I'm not sure I like... I like the implication that like Martha... Like has this... Just knowledge of this guy. Like she watched... She watched her soon to be husband get murdered, Nathan. Yeah. In a scenario that, like, does he know about in the this? Most, again, if you haven't listened to that episode, I'll just give you my take on it. The most stupid fucking way possible. <laughs> or an absolute wet blanket of a man he was anyway. I think he was a passionate man who died for a cause he believed in, Nathan. That's what I well, think. Martha Jones was that cause. And look, I'm not saying that's a bad cause to die for. I'd die for Martha Jones. Yeah. But just a, a woman he just met just straight away being like, Oh yeah, I'll run blindly into this and not even shoot my gun once. <laughs> yeah, I think he should have fired <laughs> off a shot. Is what yeah. I will say. Um, but I don't, right, th- th- I, I don't know. This just implies that, like, I, well, I don't know if there's any implication, but it leaves a lot of questions unanswered. Does Tom Milligan know that this happened? Does has no. Martha disclosed this to him? I don't think she would have because <laughs> that's, that's fucking weird. weird. <laughs> yeah, like, how would you if you just started dating someone and then like? You know, it's maybe your third, fourth day or whatever. You're having a glass of wine. Maybe you're having breakfast together. Um, yeah. And then, you know, over, over a cup of tea, whatever the conversation, she goes, you know, actually, funny thing. Um, <laughs> you know, I work with aliens. <laughs> we, well, I don't think she'd be saying that, first of all. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but, funny thing. We actually met. Um, and you just had your memory erased. We spent yeah. You fancied me for a proper year, and then you died like a fucking idiot. Did I'd, you know I'd, that? I don't think that'd go down well, to be honest. No, but I also think there is 
something that doesn't sit well with me in that not being a conversation that took place. I feel but like how, how could it, but how could it possibly be a conversation though? I don't know, but like enough people, but there's a, they know about aliens, right? This not this is not our reality where you'd have to one convince us aliens existed, right? There, this this version of Earth knows about aliens. They always they they go away at Christmas because they're like fuck them. Aliens are going to be having a, a knees up, aren't they? They do for now, but that'll change. Yeah, um, they, they they do get a reset every Doctor. <laughs> <but that's... laughs> um, look, I I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's in anything inherently sinister about it, though, really. Martha having that information, it, it, she's not doing anything with it, is she? She's not like, I'm going to make him fall in love with me because <laughs> I know that he died or whatever. Like, she's not doing that, is she? No, I guess not. It just It's one of them things that I've always thought about when I watch this episode and I go, hmm, okay. Mm. It's definitely odd. I'll, yeah. I'll give you that. Yes. It is definitely odd. But indeed. All right. Anyway, you she leads an operation, you were saying. Yeah, she uh this is operation was it Blue Sky, did she say? Blue Sky well, she said Blue Sky is a go, Nathan. So it's she said, no, she says Operation Blue Sky is go go go, I believe you'll find. Uh, uh but then she says Operation Blue Sky is a go. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> she um... says both. We're both right. <laughs> No, only I am correct. I um, <laughs> so, so yeah, and then and then we we have this moment where it's this big sort of military. Uh, I'm hesitant to say the word invasion, but it's like a ground assault, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's not an assault. It's just a where he. I'd, I'd feel pretty fucking assaulted if the hundred soldiers ran into my house with armed guns. Yeah, but they're not shooting anyone. That's an assault, isn't it? Like, no one, yeah. no one gets, no one gets shot or killed or anything like that. It's a, it's a takeover, I guess. The, it's, it's this. We're, we're gonna look at this building. Yeah, we're here. So anyway. Deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. Should I call my dad and ask him what it is? <laughs> dad, no. the dad. last time you invaded a car, <laughs> fucking Tom Tom factory. That's within character for your dad. He had enough and he stormed <laughs> Tom Tom factory. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, but but yeah. So there's this whatever. Let's say assault on the factory. No, because it's not an assault. Whatever. Ha- there's a military thing on a factory. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Which for and... some reason Martha is leading. Yes, for, even though she's a doctor, which doesn't <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we let the medic have a go on this one? <laughs> the, new, the newly qualified medic. But also, like, seemingly running this operation just means that she goes, yeah, on a walk to <laughs> Yeah, she just says, all right, yeah, let's go, basically. <laughs> like, I, I think it's probably more to do with the fact that, like, she's got experience with the doctor and, you know, she's done, like, this type of thing. Not yeah. this type of thing, but you know she's done all kinds of stuff before. Uh, she has this isn't touched upon in the episode, but I believe she has spent some time with Torchwood at this point. Um, uh, I guess she would have done, yeah, yeah. So, 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 yeah. Um, oh yeah, because by the end of season four, she already knows Jack. Well, I know I know she knows Jack anyway, but she's like yeah. done Torchwood, and Gwen knows Martha and everything else. Yeah. Yes, she took she took over the doctor position when Owen got shot in the head. Spoiler alert for Torchwood, I guess. No, he didn't actually get shot in the head. He got shot somewhere else. <laughs> it, it, believe it or not, doesn't really affect the show. <laughs> <laughs> Great, okay. <laughs> Wonderful <laughs> stuff. Um, well, there we go. Um, what was I saying? 
You were throw me off with all your she's here. talk. She's in the factory, Nathan. She's taking control of it. Oh, yes, that's right. So she's leading Operation Blue Sky, and then there's this moment of, like, the Doctor and Donna looking a little bit uncomfortable, which which I think is understandable, as, like, oh, sweet little Martha, who we travelled about in time and space with. She's a lovely person. We had some great adventures, and now she's like, get on your knees! So, like, these <laughs> factory workers, as, as, as the uh, the whole unit task force just come in and just, you know, get everyone down to the ground. It's a bit like... Ooh, I don't know about this one, Chief. It's like as as an audience, it is. It does seem like a part of a character departure, but then I think that is like touched upon later. I do. I yes. do think that Doctor and Martha have a conversation, which kind of it lets us in and lets us kind of feel at home and say that like this is still the Martha you know. Yeah, but there's certain there's certain. Uh, benefits that living with the doctor is afforded uh, like can be afforded to a companion where you live the doctor's life you go off and you forget about it and yeah. that's not what martha can do anymore she has to do the paperwork and she <clears> has to hang around <throat> and look after people after the fact yeah um which i which i love but anyway that conversation's maybe not for a little bit but um what didn't i notice about unit what were you saying oh it's the um the Unified Intelligence Task Force now, rather than the United Nations Intelligence Task Force. Does that speak to something that was happening at the time that I don't know about? Uh, no, I just think the United Nations probably went, hey, maybe we shouldn't have our name on this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just storming factories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's still, it's still the, it still is the United Nations, like, in in universe it's just it's not called it i guess I yeah the actual un were probably like hmm. yeah yeah that's that's generally what i think happened like the actual in real world the actual un were like yeah maybe don't part well, this is this, this is the first this is the first unit appearance in the revival so it probably was they probably that, just went there's tired shit around this now that's not true that is there's been so much are you are you mad all right no but it's the first we that we've seen them shoot a gun from a building somewhere else what's the valiant lawrence yeah but that's there's no unit there though is it it's just, that's just all the, the guards were unit were they yeah i thought they were just guards for the valiant, no, the valiant guards the, the valiant is unit i will Whatever. <laughs> Do you reckon there's any of the old guards still on staff? And Martha's like, you don't remember this, but you were real nasty to my family. They would remember it. Oh, they would, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, some awkward break room <laughs> meetings. Yeah, the Valiant there's, was ground zero. Anyone on board the Valiant remembers. So There's a, there's a, there's a couple of Valiant guards that are like, oh, Martha's running point on this one. She always gives us the bad yeah. shifts because that time we tortured her family. <laughs> I just remembered we'll see the Valiant next week as well. So there we go. Um, there we go. Beautiful stuff. Um, so, yeah, so this isn't the first time we've seen the unit, you idiot. Okay. Is it the first time we've seen this little sniveling loser of a of a major or general? It is, yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. What a little nerd. <laughs> yeah. I, <guess. laughs> He's a, like, I don't know. He just, he just... There's something about him. I don't like him. He looks like a sniveling little like loser. I mean, he's all right. <laughs> he's fine, isn't he? He's just a little... I do, I do like that um, straight away he's like, oh, doctor, sir, and giving him salutes. And the <laughs> doctor's immediately like, oh, I don't like this. Stop this right now. <laughs> and then, like... 
he, the the general guy, seems to get a chip on his shoulder about that, like, as the episode goes on. And he's yeah. like, he starts to give the doctor shit, like, because then the doctor's later talking about, like, how he has a gun and he's a soldier and all your bad news and all this type of stuff. And he's like, I'm just doing my job, sir. And just, <laughs> he gets weird about it. But, fair but the, the doctor's like, I'm not bringing my TARDIS to the front line. And he's like, oh, so you do have a weapon then. So, 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 so I guess it's not all so bad. <laughs> One rule for the doctor and another for me. TARDIS isn't a weapon. No, but he he sees it as that, doesn't he? He's yeah, like he he would. He's a big blue idiot. Uh, yeah. He's no the time whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Um, I do I do like it when um, Donna gives that guy a bit of shit. <laughs> she's yeah. I can't remember what she's saying, but she's like, I'll have a salute. Go on. <laughs> oh yeah, and she, she's like, oh, and it's Donna, by the way, since yeah. you didn't ask. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. It's, yeah. it's true. Like, I don't know. I guess, I mean, it, I don't know. Maybe there's something in there about, like, they just ignore the companion, but then Martha mm. is also there. So, like, yeah. they don't ignore the companion. I don't know. It's saying something about how they just don't value certain people when they're next to the Doctor. Yeah. I think they kind of possibly missed a trick without maybe... Um, I, I understand it's like a new time or uh, a new era of the show at this point and stuff, but, like... Unit was such a big part of the the classic series and, Mm. you know, the third Doctor in particular and working with, like, the Brigadier and that type of stuff. So I think it's maybe a missed trick to not, like, put in, like... Because because later down the line, we obviously have Kate Stewart, who's the Brigadier's daughter, um, and, 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 you know, we do get those kind of connections. So maybe it is a bit of a missed trick to just have, and here's a new guy or whatever, but... Yeah, but it's probably... it's probably down to like some sort of restriction and like scheduling because like it's hard to just get that guy isn't it that one guy i'm not necessarily saying like get get the brigadier himself but like i don't know some like someone who knows him or i don't know just it'd be cool to have like an older guy maybe a young guy calling the shots but an older guard that's like you're the doctor fuck you look different yeah yeah that'd be quite cool but he is uh, still technically on staff, so it's probably... <laughs> I, love, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> He's missed quite a few paychecks, I guess. Yeah. So where's all that going? <laughs> yeah, and then someone is like just cashing them. Someone yeah. is just on the side, like, oh, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it to him. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Martha's like, I'll I'll call him. I've got a, I know his bank details. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's just taking it back to her family, like, you guys fucking earned this for the doctor. I'll be. I honest. mean, yeah, thirty <laughs> years worth of. Uh, secret intelligence service paychecks. That would be quite a lot. Of, it's a uh, hefty sum, yeah. Yeah, I imagine it would be. Although you're getting emergency tax on that if you cash it all at once. Already, tax has already been paid, I imagine. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess so. It's wages, oh, yeah, isn't of course. It? Yeah, it's wages, so. Decent. All right, nice. Yeah. Go on then, Martha. <laughs> take <laughs> Embezzle that money! Um... They're looking around the factory, Nathan. This is a scene that I particularly like. Um, they're looking around the factory because they're all investigating the Atmos... Uh, I was about to say Atmos system, but luckily uh, I stopped myself before yeah. a certain man got incredibly cross. Um, but they're, they're investigating the Atmos things uh, the the like and how, how they work. They, they found no alien traces in them. Mm. Um, and I would say that looks accurate because the design is very big, <laughs> very bulky. And bigger than a regular sat nav was at the time. 
Excuse me. Are you talking about the actual thing like that goes like on the bottom of the car or the? Yeah, they they stick it on the bottom, don't they, or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, well, people don't have those. No, but uh, how does that work then? It just integrates with any car UI ever. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just, just suddenly, someone's <laughs> fucking like 2003 Skoda is just souped out to the max. I mean, it's alien, Lawrence, isn't it? It's true. I shouldn't ask questions <laughs> it's, about it. It's not real, and it's alien, <laughs> first of all. So <laughs> It's true. Um, yeah, I like... Um, oh, actually, no. Before we get all the investigation stuff, we, we touch in on two soldiers, Nathan, who are going about their job, seeing what's up. Two absolute fucking idiots. Um, <laughs> just, just roaming about the corridors, having the time of their life. And then one of them... Seems a bit of a prick, and he's just like, "Look at my gun, let me in," or whatever. <laughs> That's um, that. That is certainly someone that we will discuss briefly, but also someone that we will talk about later. Beautiful stuff. Um, and um, I can't remember what happens to them. They well, they walk into the room. Um, there's two uh, guys that are like, "This is off, this is out of bounds," and then they just decide to try and like ridicule them. And like, you've got a gun and you've got authority. Just ask them to move and like, yeah. Or just walk past them, but he's like, "Listen, you idiot!" <laughs> and just start like, I don't know. They get they give off the vibe. One of them gives off the vibe of like, "I joined the military because I can do nothing else," and the other one is that gives off the vibe of like, "I peaked in high school and I played rugby up until yeah. the moment I couldn't, and now I'm a soldier." The, um, this episode, like, <laughs> this is you know we're dealing with. So this isn't just your average one of the mill armed forces or anything like that. Yeah, units specific fucking <laughs> uh, directive mission whatever is to combat alien threats. Okay, um, so th- you'd have to have like sort of the basic understanding of of that type of ship. All right, but like these two and Martha herself both talk directly to these <laughs> factory workers, and and these are clearly. The most hypnotized motherfuckers <laughs> you have ever seen in your life, okay? Yeah. Like, they're like, hello, I came to do work. Just like, he's not blinking. He's not blinking, staring into the middle distance. Like, you take one look at that bloke and you're like, oh, something's going on here. Like, yeah. like some, but it's never questioned. They're just like, well, no, no, to be fair, Martha does question it. But after a little bit, though, like, yeah. after talking to him for a bit of time. I, I do like that they've, the Sontarans have just put no thought into this hypnosis. It's just like, oh, and also, like, if anyone asks you about this, like, we're, we're totally fine with you just letting them know. <laughs> yeah, just give away the whole plan as well. Like, why not? How many hours a day do you work? <laughs> 24. <laughs> yeah. so, you can tell them. There's not, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they just look at, like, the human, like, span of a day and they go, Yes, they probably work 24 hours a day. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, I kind of like that, though. I think that's, Sun Siren's been a little bit dumb and not necessarily... Oh, not even dumb, just alien, really, and not necessarily yeah. understanding human stuff. Well, they, they don't have, like, downtime, do they? Everything they do is about advancing a war and everything yeah. else. Like, that's their entire deal. So if they're, like... They probably don't <clears> understand <throat> the concept that humans don't work more than eight hours of a 24-hour day, and they're like, what? Yeah. We yeah. do. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. So those guys get hypnotized and then whatever. Um, what else happens? Uh, so that's when the kind of investigating is going on. Um, and Martha and Donna are kind of having a little look around. Um, well, no, I say 
the doctor and Martha are having this chat. This is where we get that point where, you know, the doctor gets the ass that that guy's got a gun. He kind of walks mm-hmm. off. Martha's kind of has a go at him for being a bit tetchy and a bit, you know, like this is I'll bring you into my work and you're being a knob. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I like the fact that like we spoke a lot about how when Donna joined the team, she was very much just gave it back to the doctor straight away. And that's the kind of role we see Martha step into. Like the yeah. first thing that the doctor does, she doesn't agree with. She gives him shit for it, which, you know, I just like that when they bring her back, they bring her back with like, it wasn't empty words at the end of season three. She really has moved on and she really won't handle and take any of this shit anymore from him. Yeah, definitely. She definitely has progressed as a character. Mm. And, you know, she's not just been sat there in like stasis since since the end of series three. So, yeah, yeah it's it's good to see that progression from her. It is. And you get um, another thing I really like is Donna coming in. Um, and like, it, it, I, this is why I like the, this episode quite a lot, because I think it these the plot progresses in such a natural way where the characters mm. inform the narrative choices like they there's a there's literally like you said, unit are the best of the best, right? They're the SAS if SAS did aliens, right? They're supposed to mm. be the gold standard of like fighting force. Yeah, um, and they're all just walking around, being like, "Let us into this room. We want to go into this room, please." <laughs> yeah. And then, and then none of them think mm. to do the busy work. Donna straight away uses her temp skills and just is like, "Do you know what's fucking weird? No yeah. one has pulled a sickie ever." That is weird as well. It is that weird. Is, that is very weird. I um, love a sickie. Uh, Lawrence, you're self-employed. Right? Uh, yeah, back when I could pull one without financially <laughs> crippling myself, um, I I I loved the sicky. I was always like, yeah, no, nah, it's just you know. <laughs> you ever tell James that you're too sick to do caramel garbage? No, never. While secretly you're playing Spider-Man or whatever. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I um I I take my to anyone that's listening. I take my work incredibly seriously. Uh, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I know for a fact he's lying. <laughs> no, Nathan's lying. <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, no, I just like that. Like, I think it progresses in such a way that they like that <clears throat> makes complete sense for Donna. She notices the small details. She's yeah. the perfect like human companion because this is the kind of shit that just. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wouldn't occur to the doctor. Exactly, it is that that human element which is why the companion role is uh, so welcome and necessary at times, because yeah, you're right, the, this just would not occur to the Doctor, and I think maybe that even speaks to maybe a little bit on how Martha has changed as well, as how it didn't necessarily occur to her, perhaps, maybe she has become, like, 
because you, you know we we do touch on it a little bit at the beginning of the episode like donna saying to the daughter is that what you did you turned her into a soldier and like it, she yeah she has like definitely progressed in some steps and made some positive changes from when we last saw her but then there's there's other changes as well and is that yeah. necessarily for the better is and this is all stuff which is again touched upon later in the season but this think, is a running theme basically i think that she's like she's developed an uh, an agency for herself and independence <clears throat> aside from the doctor um, yeah. and of course now she has kind of operating freedom to handle these threats in a way that she would want to approach them yeah. but there absolutely is an element of like regression there because like for for every relationship the doctor uh, for every companion and doctor relationship there is an element of they work best as a team and mm. when martha kind of progresses outside of her role as a companion and takes on more of a leadership role she she i think she does lose an element of that kind of ingenuity and um i don't know like tactical thinking because she's just she's now concerned yeah. with being the doctor and seeing the bigger picture i think it's interesting how often when we get a doctor companion duo it's 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 often the case that the companion will help the doctor become a little bit more human whereas it's often the other way around mm. with the the companion they'll often lose a bit of humanity by the end of their journey yeah um, interesting interesting and, and this know. is this is this is martha and donna's home <clears throat> turf i know the <clears throat> doctor knows earth very well yeah but like you have to think when the doctor takes them to planets he knows stuff about that planet he knows what's going on he knows that the ood sing and that's how they communicate and everything else like that like even those little details of like the doctor knows that donna doesn't need to pick up the orb to speak to that ood um those little things but when they're on when they're on kind of martha and donna's home turf martha takes the reins and then donna is going yeah you don't know what sickies are but we pull mm. them, and it's weird that these guys haven't. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah no, weird. I. Hmm? It is weird. Yeah, no, I think so. Um, we did skip over um, a Sontaran who, because I know that the soldiers are already hypnotized. Um, but at, before they get hypnotized, I just, I just do really, really like that exchange where an alien lands. And again, we're talking tactical militant task force to deal with aliens. Mm. and an alien lands with like far superior weaponry and just a teleport which is something we can't do and they definitely couldn't do in 2008 yeah right and then he's just like oh did they just let you out of school humpty dumpty (laughs) and it's like like, do you know what like he like you know paralyzed him or whatever like zapped his leg and i was just like you were fucking asking for that one he was yeah (laughs) just getting in his face he's like is that a reference to my height yeah I love, I love, I love the Sun Tyrants. They're just very. Uh, I love how literal they are. Um, yeah, yeah, it's very good. But anyway, yeah, so I just wanted fun. to touch on that before we moved on too far. Great stuff. Um, so Donna has a realizes she better go t- talk, speak to her family. You know, warn them about. Marcy looks pretty shifty. Obviously, wants to make sure they're okay and stuff. <laughs> nice little scene, which which I think again speaks to the ego of ten. And that you know when Donna, <laughs> yeah. when Donna says to him, "Oh, I've, I've got to go. I'm, I'm going now," and he just immediately goes like, "Oh, 
oh, you're leaving me. <laughs> and then he just immediately assumes that it's all about him and he's yeah. done something wrong and she's and she's decided to leave him and that type of stuff. But <laughs> no, she's just going home, mate. She's just going to check in on the family. She's literally just like, I- I'm off for a little bit. And he, yeah, he just yeah. can't compute the fact that like something is going on. Something something <laughs> is happening that doesn't revolve around this, a decision he's made. I love that she just lets him go as well. She, yeah, just, yeah. she lets him do his little speech and all this, all the while being just silently being like, "You fucking idiot!" Like yeah. I love her little face when he refi- when he goes, "Oh," and you're actually just talking about going home. But she's like, "Yeah, sorry." Yeah. <laughs> I I wrote a little thing down because something occurred to me, and this has happened in numerous episodes. Um, I love it when the doctor goes on when a companion leaves or like he's thinking about leaving. The doctor yeah. often goes on a bit of a ramble. We go, oh, just, you know, all the all the places I wanted to take you. I wanted to take you to the the shining moons of whatever and the fucking the beautiful diamond hills of this place and this constellation and this you know shimmering lands of whatever. Um, but then, like the adventures that we actually get to see, the adventures we're privy to, is just like the doctor's like, here's a quarry. I found this quarry. <laughs> Look at this warehouse. <laughs> we'll see that diamond place. We we have seen um, and we saw the fancy Ood planet. Yeah, but let's be honest. Did we spend most of the time outside on that episode no, <laughs> or in no. a warehouse? Lawrence, we work with what we have. All right. <laughs> I know. I just I love that they do that. They set it up as like <laughs> I could have taken you to all these grandiose, amazing places. Like even midnight is like it's in a shuttle bus. <laughs> like, <laughs> Are you are you dissing that shuttle bus? I never would, but I just think that it is funny. It's always like, believe me, if you could see outside of the walls, it's really pretty. <laughs> Lawrence, this is not that. our episode on midnight, so I can't rebuttal that. All right, <laughs> all right, fine, fine. Um, Donna <clears throat> does take a little. She hitches a ride with uh, Ross and the daughter. Russ. Huh? Russ. Is it Russ? It's Russ. It's not Ross. No, it's not Ross from Friends. It's Russ. As in, no. Yeah, it's Russ. Russ. It's it's always... Ross. It's Ross, dickhead. I googled it. It's Russ. It's literally Ross Jenkins. I'm looking at his Tardis Wiki Doctor Who page. Well, they're wrong. It's Russ. No, 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 no. Just admit it. No, it's Russ. <laughs> You're no. such a prick. <laughs> they're wrong. I'm afraid. For fuck's sake. You're like, oh, it's Russ. Oh. It is Russ. It's not. It I'm Russ. just. I'm showing you proof. Lawrence, I don't it... care enough to argue. But they. Yeah. Oh, they say... now you don't. Interesting, because you're the one that piped up in dispute. They say Russ in the episode. Okay. It, is it more likely that you've just misheard, or is the entirety of the Doctor Who fandom community wrong? <laughs> the entirety of the Doctor Who fandom community <laughs> Fuck you. is wrong. <laughs> you enrage me. Um, I know what I heard. Who who was called Russ? No one. Russell T Davies. All right, but he's not called Russ, is he? But it's Russ for short. Fine, but you're still wrong. You <laughs> might, I'll, I'll concede that point, but your the overarching <laughs> thesis of your argument is wrong. Incorrect. I am correct. Anyway, the Doctor <laughs> and Ross and Russ. Donna get in the jeep and off they pop, um, and they drop yeah. Donna off. Um, and I really like this scene. Uh, this is... I do too. I did a beautiful little Wilf Donna reunion, which mm. is kind of. I love the moment where he 
he sees her and he almost starts to cry as he like waves her down the street. He's just flapping his arms about and that type of stuff. It's... He does the excited granddad wave. He does, yeah. Which I really like. But also the moment where she's like, I don't know, I just like that. They're... I don't know quite what it's saying. I've got my interpretation of it, but I don't know if that's 100% what they were going for. Probably um, not. Well, you never know, do you? Um, yeah. You but... thought it was called Russ. <laughs> uh, i like donna walking down the street i like donna kind of having these flashbacks of like all these amazing <clears throat> things that she's done since the last time she was on that street and i like yeah. i don't know i think it's there's a there's an element of like it's donna's always assumed that her life and she's been i mean maybe the assumption has come from sylvia repeatedly telling her this um that her life has just not amounted to anything and she's not made any impact or difference so she doesn't do anything with her time yeah. um and I just like that she's walking down that street um, where her family live. And the last time she was on it, all these th- all these incredible things that have happened since then, and like how she sees th- how she saw the world before traveling with the doctor, and how she sees it now. And then I don't know, just Wilf kind of welcoming her home after all of that. I really, really like. I just think it's a again just a great bit of acting by Catherine Tate. I think yeah, there's a couple of different ways to take it. You could take it down the sense of like, is it? Is it uh, Donna saying that, or not saying, thinking that maybe the, these adventures are not for her and, like, this is home and this is safe? Or is it her saying, you know, she's now a changed person because of this, because of mm. the adventures she's had? She's not the same person she was when she was last on this street and that type of stuff. Um, is, I, I think I tend to lean more in that direction myself. That's fair. And is this is this the last time she comes home before the Doctor brings her home after Journey's End? Because um, if so, it would be the last time she walked through that front door knowing what she knows. I, I, off the top of my head, I want to say this is the last time we'll, yeah, we'll be in modern day Earth until the series finale. That's what I thought, yeah. So maybe there's a moment of just... I don't know, it's not lost on me that she recalls things. Like, we're shown flashbacks of, like, all these things that she remembers and knows about. Um, Maybe that's something. I don't know. Either way, however you want to take it, I think it... Can confirm it is the last time, yeah. There you go, then. So, yeah, I just think it's it's a really good performance from Catherine Tate. And and I I suppose maybe there is, like, a beauty in the fact that you can take it in any way. It's not made explicitly clear what's going through Donna's mind. Yeah. Apart from the flashbacks well, from well, the show Doctor Who. There's turn left, but that's like... That doesn't count, yeah. Alternate, yeah. Yeah. There so. is something on your back. Indeed. Um, that's what I'll say. Yeah. Which has already been said, this series. It has. Um, we didn't touch upon it last night. No, we but it's we actually said. didn't, did we? No. <laughs> There's too much going on, Lawrence. Um, what is going on? Nathan, Martha gets taken to the clone bath uh, bathtub room. Yes, she She's does. She's like, hey, what are you doing? I wanted to see the guy. Yes. And the soldiers are like, he's, he's in here. He's in, the, he's in the dark room. This room he's here. In a, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. This room that you've never seen, but he's here. Yeah. <laughs> Follow us on this weird long walk that we do. <laughs> and we're standing um, like three abreast. Yeah. Like we're not altering our path whatsoever. Oh, by the way, we're hypnotized too, but we're a little bit more human for some reason than the others. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask us how that works. <laughs> Wait till Martha gets hypnotized yeah. and she just becomes sassy for no so, reason. I was, I was going to say, yeah, she's sassy Martha. 
Donna Noble, what a fucking surprise. Let me guess. Donna yeah. Noble. Like, All right, what's your fucking damage, man? And, and then she drops that immediately. Like, <laughs> um, oh. Anyway, yeah, so Martha gets taken off there. We le- we don't touch back in on her for a while. We're more focused on what uh, Ross and Russ. the Doctor are getting up to. Well, Russ and the Doctor have gone to visit Rattigan Academy. They have. Uh, because Luke Rattigan is the boy billionaire genius who designed Atmos, supposedly. Yes. Um, so they've gone to have a word, see what he's about. And he, he runs this academy where it's like the best of the best, brightest of the brightest, geniuses all wearing their little red jumpsuits for some reason, doing I, PE. And I don't like, know about red, but that's fine. Well, there's dev- it's definitely red, you're wrong. Um, it's a fucking cult. Well, it is a cult, yeah. Have it even <laughs> doesn't... Is it is it Russ or someone else who even describes it as a little bit Hitler Youth? Yeah, he says it's all very Hitler. But then yeah. I like I like Russ as well because he's just Russ. cracking. Yeah, <laughs> he's just cracking little jokes. He's like talking yeah. about talking about the Atmos in his car, yeah. and he's like drives me around the fucking wait for this <laughs> around the around bend. the bend, and the doctors are very good, very good. I like I do I do like that. They, they build up a good little friendship quite quickly. The doctor do. and Russ, yeah, yeah, which is made all the more painful next week but we'll we'll talk about that next week <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah and um, so they go to visit luke rattigan and immediately i think <laughs> i love these moments where the doctor's like i'm gonna be a bit of a dick yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> because i can be like he has to he immediately clocks that this guy is like so just fucking He's disillusioned to fuck, right? He's like, disillusioned, but he's also, like, so hyper-fixated and thinks himself as so special and important that, you know, he's got the most fragile fucking ego ever, and he can't <laughs> take a simple little blow, so the doctor's immediately just like, oh, you said that a little bit wrong, didn't you, mate? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Can anyway, you imagine the, like, the levels around. of shit that he would give to, like, a student? Because, right, the others, right, they're presumably the cult members... Mm. Or the students. They're presumably not as smart as Luke, or they'd have their own little academies, right? Yeah. So they, they've gone there to learn. So can you imagine a scenario where this guy is a teacher? Yeah. And, like, like, because the second the doctor says something wrong, he's like, Ha! Got ya! <laughs> <laughs> you fucking bitch! <laughs> like, imagine a scenario where a student just, like, I don't know, he's, he's, he's worked out how you can breathe on Mars or something, and Luke's like, Yeah, but you didn't think of this, did ya? <laughs> yeah. He's insufferable, he would be. Yeah. Um, and he is, because he's a little would, insufferable billionaire boy. Would you say he's the most punchable Doctor Who character up to date? Well, we've had Adam. We have had Adam, but I find Adam less punchable, because he's, he's more quiet about being a prick. I don't know. I really wanted to punch him, man. <laughs> I, really, I, I really wanted to punch him. I could have punched Elton. Elton would have taken a punch. I could have punched... Nah. Elton seems nice. Yeah, but then we know what he does. <laughs> yeah. We know what he gets onto, you fucking road fucker. He is a road fucker. Oh, oh you, road fucker is where you draw the line after. But we were getting comments last week about Ood Come. Look, Ood Come is a delicious. What? No. Ood Come. <laughs> Come is lovely to talk about. All right? There's nothing wrong with Ood Come. But... Okay. <laughs> Roadfucker's just obscene. Okay. <laughs> um, 
What was your, what was the question? What did you ask me? <laughs> I have no idea. How punchable? Um, oh yeah, he's pr- he's pretty punchable. I don't know if he's quite as punchable as Adam yet, but okay. he is. He's well. No, uh, I I think he gets more punchable as the episode gone, goes on. Like when we see him later on the Santaran warship, and he's like. Earth was too small for me, and all yeah. this type of stuff. Well, it, it ticked for me in the closing moments when he was Sontar Haring along yeah. with the boys. And I'm like, <laughs> what, what's that meme? It's like, blood, blood thinks, thinks he's, he's on the team. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we both thought of that. It's, such a, it's so fitting for him. Right? <laughs> blood thinks he's on the team. <laughs> yeah. That is, you're right, because I had the exact same thought. It is the, it's, it is the exact embodiment of that meme. Like we said that about definitely... Timothy, didn't we? When his <laughs> Timothy and his little watch in season three. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, I think Timothy had more of a, a shot than this. Guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He thinks he's a Santarin man. He's doing the channel. He's like, when do I get fitted for my helmet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you're right. He is he is a very a very punchable individual. He is a conditional clause. Yeah. I that that line it's always stuck with me when the doctor says it's been a long time since someone said no to you, isn't it? Yeah, and it's such a good line. Um, I also think right like, and this is again why I said I really enjoyed this episode. Um, this era <laughs> is known for its little freaks and little just absolute. Weirdos. Weird thing, yeah. I mean, like that's why the segment has started, right? Because yeah. and unfortunately, we both kind of agreed we're not going to choose him as the weirdo this week because we needed to Maybe. talk about him in the episode. Oh, I see. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Maybe. I don't know if a formal agreement was ever struck. So. <laughs> but he's a he's a fucking weirdo. Like, he is literally he is, a, yeah. a little freak. Um, he is. And I, and I think that that this episode is it. This could have been such a boring one note character. That's like yes, yeah, so yeah. I'm actually um you know like but the, the the way the actor plays him and like his wide bug eyes and everything else. Very good. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Elon Musk is a teenager, really. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. A, he's a, he's a sitcom actor. This guy isn't he? He's in a few. Yeah, he's shows in, up in a few. He's in he's in plebs. If you ever watched that, that's the in betweeners. But we all have Mormon haircuts, right? The in betweeners, but it's like the Stone Age or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mormon haircut. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? What is that? I don't know. <laughs> Nathan, um, <clears throat> I, I, I do think that, that what I was saying about him though is I do think that they, you need to have this level of a fucking weird performance because you, you you need to feel how just how disconnected this guy is from his. What's world going on with his, his accent? People. <laughs> I don't know. Is he it's American? A... Uh, the actor isn't. He's he's very British. But... Well, yeah, because system system. It's very yeah. American. Yeah, he's. I mean, there's a weird American, maybe Canadian twang to his voice. Maybe they've done that thing that Americans do sometimes, where they get super rich and then they go, "I want some old land." And come over <laughs> I want England. a castle. Yeah. 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 Um, well, also, also, what do you make of his general vibe? We touched on this earlier. Not his vibe, his his school slash home vibe. Oh, it's weird. It's <laughs> fucking deranged. It's it's completely fucking deranged. These, like I say, it is Hitler Youth is the best way to describe it. It's got everyone in matching jumpsuits, and they're all mm. like doing physical, like they're all doing like PE. The doctor says, "Is it PE? I got my daps on. He's ready to go." <laughs> like. 
we should have had Catherine here for this episode because I, I, I wanted a little breakdown of these science experiments going on. I, 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 don't, I think it's all just vague, you know, like Bunsen burners and test tubes yeah. and shares. And <laughs> did you did you ever flame up a Bunsen burner? At oh, school? All the time, yeah. I lo- whenever the Bunsen burners got brought out, I was like, "Fuck yeah, here we go, boys." <laughs> There's this one yes. guy, right? He was just like, "This is an academy of hand selected geniuses." And then there's this one guy who's just like, "I do the Bunsen burner." And like, <laughs> so when Luke Rassigan's in the room and he's like, "Let's yeah. learn today, class," he just starts Bunsen burnering away, and he's like, I "Hope no one will notice that I'm." Yeah. <laughs> I only know how to do a Bunsen burner. So I think the Santarans have um, come to to Luke with like the Atmos idea and like, hey, we need you to. You don't need to make this. We've made this. Don't worry about it. Mm. But like, you can sell this or whatever, and yeah. like, whatever. Um, and we'll we'll take some of you and your mates, and we'll get you a new planet where you can, I don't know, be like the smartest people ever or whatever an insane planet. deal right yeah like what's going on mate like <laughs> it's the weakest a... motivation i've ever heard ever it, it's such a like it really feeds into that like no one on this planet understands me i'm so, i'm so alone here i'm so yeah. i'm such a tortured genius man it's it really feeds into that just big fucking incel energy sort yeah. of like vibes really doesn't it he screams reddit doesn't he, he oh 100 percent. yeah he, like this am guy i the pays... asshole for burning my planet <laughs> yes <laughs> the, the, this guy like he pays for twitter blue man like 100 <laughs> percent. like yeah yeah i don't disagree um but anyway yeah i like that so the doctor I, I like it when the doctor has a set i like it when the doctor has a little run around set that he can just fuck about with like yeah. Tennant is doing good performances. The Doctor here, just like flicking little buttons on a teleport, picking up a little um, a little tennis racket <laughs> and mm. whatever, and just fiddling with stuff. Um, but I don't know. I've always really, in, I've always really liked the moment he teleports onto the ship. Um, yeah, and then they all just turn around and he goes, "Oh, <laughs> it's just a little bit like, oh, like, we have an intruder. How do you get in? <laughs> intruder window." And then the fir- the first of uh, the the first of two jokes, which um, Ten will say during this story, which are um, recycled from previous episodes of the revival era of Doctor Who. Oh, really? When did we get this uh, intro? Intro window? the window was from Mister Van Staten in uh, Dalek. Ah. How did he get in? Intro the window. Intro the window. That was funny. Ha 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 ha. Oh yeah. So the Doctor yeah. just pocketed that one, like. I'll well, the doctor didn't even hear it. He wasn't there. But well, not this doctor. Oh no, the not other doctor was there doctor. either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So maybe they just got really set. Maybe they're more similar than they thought they were. But yeah, the first of two. Second will come next week. But the second one is not really a joke. But whatever. Um, I greatly anticipate it all the same. Lovely. Um. So yeah, the the <clears throat> Sontarans land. Um. Quick little bit. On the Santarans in general, um, fucking, I love their design. I think they look amazing. I, I, uh, okay. So here's the thing: I liked their design. Mm. Okay, I liked their design, and <laughs> then it was done better. Yes, in um, in Jodie's era. Yeah, with, they, they had that w- flux episode, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and, I, and I think that design is, is so much better. And it's much more like the classic design as well. And they do look like a lot more like monsterish and a lot more like ghoulish and stuff. Yeah. Um, and they've gone back to like the black uniforms, which are like more sleek and stuff. There's something about these blue uniform like the helmet looks cool but like the i think the blue uniform is too tight and skinny and it's like it's like skin tight and it's like look at our abs which maybe aren't real and it's <laughs> i don't know it's like a really skinny body but then a really big head which it, yeah it's a little bit like a uh, two triangles kind yeah of converging in the middle like an an, an hourglass figure now. <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah it does yeah you like it does i mean until this moment i hadn't considered it but it does leave you wondering like if they take the what what do their slobs look like what do they look like when they're not in there what, they what huh what do they what they're slobs you, you know you don't you not got like a t-shirt and a pair of shorts you wear around the house i'll just put my slobs oh on. i've never heard of it referred to as that oh huh. nah, i can't be like comfies Another yeah, one. yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. What do they look like in their comfies? What's their body type? <laughs> I don't think they're wearing comfies. They're a, they're a clone race bred for war. So I, I think they're just always in their military uniforms, even when they're just chilling. Or oh, they're not chilling. They're never yeah. chill. We um, we do at one point see a group of them going to the cinema. So <laughs> do we? Kind of. Okay. When uh, <laughs> the um. When they did the 50th anniversary in the cinema, they had like a bunch of like little like short video announcements beforehand. Like you'd you have one with like the 10th and the 11th Doctor telling you like how the 3D works and everything like that, and then yeah. you you get just like a fun little one of um, Strax, a Santaran who comes into the show later, um, played by one of the same ones from here. Um, Thought I recognised that voice. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, and he and he does the whole just like cinema etiquette message, you know, like don't go on your phone, like please of... turn off your mobile phones. Yeah, all of that <laughs> stuff, which was is quite fun to be fair. But then you yeah. see him and all his his clone batch in the cinema just getting ready <laughs> to boys. enjoy the movie. <laughs> yeah, not fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I like the design. I like mm. the like the helmet comes off and it, it the flesh. It looks really realistic. Like it looks, looks a bit gross. wet. It does look gross. Yeah. It looks a bit like I don't know. It looks like you know. Have you ever like peeled a, a more of an exotic fruit and just gone? That looks fucked. Yeah. There's a there's a moment. Oh, it might not even be this story. I might be thinking of the um, the Santara and we'll see in David Tennant's last episode. But I don't know. There's always stuck out to me. There's a, I can always remember a Santara shooting. And then, like, licking his lips and looking really gross as he does it. Like, like he's sexually aroused by the fact that he just is, is shooting. But I think that might be... That is... I know exactly when that is. That is... Um... That is a Sontaran taking aim while the while the doctor does his victory lap amongst all of his companions. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought it was the last one. Yeah. So there we go. He's going... But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but again, same design, though, so... Yeah, yeah, gross. I'm going to shoot Martha's second husband. Lawrence, spoiler alert. I haven't said who. <laughs> it's no one. We don't know who it is. Oh, yes, my mistake. And we never will. Um, Nathan, uh, <clears throat> the doctor... Right, th this is a question I wanted to ask you, okay? Hit me. The doctor stopping Atmos by ordering it to drive into the river, yeah. knowing it would contradict his orders. Yeah. My question is, does Atmos have a say in it? Is it an AI? Is it sentient? 
because it is being controlled by Luke and the Sontarans who have told it to drive into the river. But when the Doctor gives it a backup prompt, it went against mm. their orders to disobey the Doctor. That implies it has some level of free thought and will. I think it is an AI of sorts. Okay. A very early form of AI. Because yeah. it answers, it, it goes back and forth with the Doctor. Yeah, yeah. But I, I also think that whole scene is quite dumb because it's <laughs> that, that's just a quick classic Doctor Who quick fix, basically. Yeah. <laughs> just a, a quick one to get us out of this little bit of, you know, danger and yeah. then hits. I, I do like that they, him and Russ, uh, run away from the car and it's like, quick, get down, there's going to be a big explosion. And it's just a little... <laughs> that's, tell me how you ran out of budget. <laughs> But needed to make it work. Like I, I don't know. I think it works. It, oh, it definitely works. I'm saying I don't know if it was yeah. in the script like that, but it was. Is it, I think this it was is very well this done. is you being cynical once again. You can't it's just not let cynical. Good, it I, is. You can't just let a good thing be a good thing. You're like, no, this was a decision by the studios who 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 were forced to do this. I don't think that is what I'm saying. I'm saying I think <laughs> it shows a. I think it's a good decision because it, it's a funny gag. It works in the episode nicely, and they probably saved a bit of money. I don't and think that's what you're saying, but okay. That is what I'm saying. I, I, lit- I know the point I'm making. <laughs> uh, I think you backtracked, but okay. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Russ. Um, it is Russ. <laughs> listen. Um, anyway, uh, Doctor goes back to Donna's house, um, and that's when he we... He meets we- the family again. Yes, for a second time. Yes. Um, I love that. A little little different dynamic situation going on here. Yeah, it's nice when he sees Will for they're like, Oh, it's you, it's you and then Donna's like, What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, you know each other? Donna is sat there fun. like, I've been looking for this man for like a fucking year or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. yeah, it turns out everyone knows him. Um, and then Sylvia comes in and she's like, Oh, not this prick again. Like fuck. <laughs> There's always hell. trouble when you are last time he was here he was getting fucking killed by Christmas trees and everything. <laughs> Absolute nightmare. Um, and then we found out that uh, Wilf had Spanish flu during Donna's wedding, so we didn't know what the fuck was going on. So yes. it was like, Wilf had whatever. Spanish flu. He was just off in the corner coughing, I guess. <laughs> the symptoms so. include that he wasn't written as a character yet. Um, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I Sylvia has two of my favourite lines in this whole thing. Um and which is saying something for for a show for for an episode that has quite a few iconic lines, um, yeah. but I I just love that <laughs> the doctor's like his Sonic makes some sparks out on the car, um, yeah. and then, <laughs> and Sylvia just to herself because whenever she's on the screen it's just an endless spew of some complaints and some grievances she wants to air out. And she goes, what sort of doctor blows up cars anyway? <laughs> and then and then Donna goes, not now. And she just waltzes off screen and goes, oh, I should make an appointment. <laughs> Walks off. I just, I don't know why. I just fucking love that scene of Sylvia. She's so Sylvia's fun. great. She's, Sylvia has that energy of someone who just like always wants to complain. Really. Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's got to have an issue with something. Yeah, yeah. she's she's got to have an issue, and she's got to let you know about it. She yeah. like she can't just sit there and stay quiet. She like she needs to air her grievances at all times, which is God help is her Facebook fun. friends. Is all oh, I'm saying. Oh my god, can you Sylvia, imagine? Sylvia's wall is just going to be a spew <laughs> of like 
all these <laughs> problems that she's got. And I dare say maybe some hate speech. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, Do I don't know t- if I'd say I don't know if I'd say that myself, Lawrence. I think you're you might be picking up stuff that's not quite that. But okay. No, I'm friends with her on Facebook. I see what she says. I see what she writes. Jesus. Indeed. Um Nathan, this is perhaps my favourite well, one of my favourite Doctor Who cliffhangers in the way that it's like scripted shot and put together in general it's one it's them aliens again huh it's them aliens again it certainly is them aliens again (laughs) great thanks (laughs) killed that in the fucking war didn't you (laughs) i gave you i gave you a little fresh one (laughs) i rewound um no i just i the way this is all put together the the cars being locked like the gas just pouring out, the the Sontaran war chant going on, Wilf is passing out. Like, it's just... The, I, the, my favourite thing about the whole thing is that the Doctor is just fucking clueless. He has no yeah. idea what to do. He has he has no idea how to how to help, how to stop what's going on. Yeah, it's a, it's a moment of, like, real helplessness from the Doctor and, and the, the whole... The Sontaha! Sontaha! Sont- mm. And it builds as as it goes on and gets quicker and more intense. Uh, and Blood thinks he's on the team. It's it's all good <laughs> stuff. It's all really enjoyable. I do like it quite a lot. And then that final mm. moment with like Donna screaming Doctor and him just turning around, but like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. yeah. Like, what what, do you, what what am I meant to do in this scenario? Yeah. Um, I I love that. And also like, it's just an immediate way to up the stakes. Like Wilf. Uh, I, I, I don't know, maybe this is something they had in mind. Um, I can't say how forward they planned this. But, like, Wolf has a habit of going and getting himself stuck. Oh, okay. In no way was that planned at this point. I don't know if it wasn't no, planned. I, I would I would bet as much money as they have, which isn't a lot, that, that is not the case. Okay. I, I, or then I think maybe they retroactively thought it might be a nifty connection. But well, Even no, that like, I'm doubtful of, but okay. They make a point of Wilf is like helping out. Wilf is like, I'm going to see what's going on in here. And then the way it all like the car door locks and everything, just great stuff. Um, and immediate yeah. takes, makes me immediately take it more seriously because Wilf is stuck and I don't want Wilf to die. I love Wilf. Well, I don't think anyone wants Wilf to die. So least of all me. Yeah. So that's fair. Um, is there anything else to say before I hit my big blue button? I don't believe so, Nathan. Beautiful. It's blue. Spider alert. That's some law that's never been revealed before. Weirdo of the week. Weirdo. This is everyone's favorite segment of the show where we get to take a chance to look back on some of the weird and wonderful and grubby little characters who come across our screens each and every week. Lawrence, who is your weirdo for this week? Mine is, I presume he has a name, but the uh, the soldier Russ. that's... No, not Russ. <laughs> the, the soldier uh, that gets turned into a clone, the one that is more mouthy and gives it rather than the, the more melt one. Private um, Harris. Is it Private Harris? Private Harris, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is a knob. And I think, yeah. like, I just think that, like, consistently breaking his protocol, his his seeming, like, the way he operates is very much just like, here's a man that's clearly hypnotized. Let's insult him. Here's an alien that could kill me. 
I reckon I'll insult him too. Like, I think he's one of them guys that is just like hungry for this. Like, he was waiting round the corner in the opening of this episode, just like, I can't fucking wait for Operation Blue Sky. I'm going to go in and just fucking berate everyone. Yeah. And and I think he's an oddball, and his partner just kind of his partner doesn't even seem to like have that vibe. His partner just seems to like put up with him. He's like, oh, I've been lumped with Private Harris. This is fucking hell. His partner seems like a wet lettuce. Y- yeah, but like, I'd prefer a wet lettuce with me than this guy who's just antagonizing aliens next to me. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's my weirdo. Uh, we already spoke about <laughs> him a little bit, but I just think he is a fucking oddball that just should not be in that environment yeah i mean he's definitely not great indeed nathan who is your weirdo of the week well lawrence with an episode like this i think there really is only one choice for weirdo of the week (laughs) i i agree nathan but (laughs) i think i think you cannot go for this you cannot select any weirdo other than luke rattigan Hard not um, to take this person either, that's fine. <laughs> my weirdo for this week, and my reasons are, did you see the episode? Like just, <laughs> Everything just all, he does. Every single little detail. He is the he's one of the reasons this segment exists okay like yeah. he is one of the ultimate weirdos if there ever was one just the most fucking and and i think what's worse about it is like we've had weirdos where it's like something completely far-fetched and absurd and something that could never possibly be but this comes real like there are people, <laughs> there are people like this guy. All right, like yeah. I, I could name you some names of like dudes like this. All right, they exist. They are real. All right, Luke Rattigans are out there, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, they're not, they're not working with the Sontarans or anything like that. <laughs> no, but yeah. I think give them, give them a chance, they would happily sell out the rest of the, the human race for some nefarious purposes. Yeah. Um, but yes, Luke Ragan is my weirdo because what a fucking weirdo. He is an insane weirdo. It must be said. Um, uh, yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll discuss him more next week. Cause there's some other stuff that he does that is, and then yeah. people are like, maybe he's a good guy. And I'm like, no, maybe he's still yeah. fucking terrible. He might be my weirdo for next week as well. I don't know yet. I haven't yeah, watched the episode. I think we so. should swap, and you have to do the hard work of finding <laughs> another weirdo, and I get Luke Rattigan mm, next week. I don't week. know. I think, I think we'll see. <laughs> That's fine. Nathan, do we have any tweets or emails? We do have some tweets and emails, Lawrence, and I'll go through these now. Uh, magnanimous Acorn Holder. I get. Hang PTSD on, hang on. Is that how that's pronounced? This is what I was just saying, Lawrence, before you interrupted me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was trying to figure out if that is correct. So thank you. Um, RTD realized the benefits of giving the Ood some writing, which did them justice last episode, and graciously decided to give Martha the same treatment. <laughs> Crazy how Martha is objectively doing better now she isn't stuck with the doctor The doctor in his mokey... Ugh. Now she isn't stuck with the doctor in his mopey prick era. Very, good very true. Yeah. yeah, very true. We, we, we touched upon that. She has definitely progressed without him holding her back i guess so, definitely holding her back yeah 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 uh this one is from everything is anything at everything is any who says fun time love donna forever this series was the first one i watched and because of that i watched the series with martha uh so i think they they went back and watched series three because right of this. i see yeah. so so 
Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. I, I'm always happy to hear people getting involved and, and checking out more of Martha, so that's great to hear. Indeed. Uh, Greg Cactusface, at G Cactusface. Ah, <laughs> oh, the main event. <laughs> on Twitter, and says, The Atmos system provides incorrect advice to the experienced drivers, which leads them to failing at driving slash navigating. When a coach provides incorrect bowling or batting advice... <laughs> It also can lead to the downfall of even experienced athletes uh, sporting endeavours. <laughs> it cannot be argued that that is true. I don't know. I don't know if the Atmos is like they they, they get bad ideas. The Atmos is like you should turn left, and they're like, now I'm a bad driver. I think the Atmos is mostly enforcing that upon people. Are you saying Greg is wrong? I would never say Greg is wrong. Sounds like you're that. saying Greg is wrong. So no, I would never say that. Thank you very much, Greg. Thank you very much, everyone else. Have we got any emails? We do have an email, Lawrence. Uh, I will pull this up now. Uh, I'd like to start the review. Okay, so sorry. This is from, I should say this. Uh, this is from Sam Coney Beer. Sam Coney Bear? Sam Coney Beer, I'm going to say. Okay. Coney Beer. Uh, and this, uh, well, it's from Sam. I'd like to start the review by saying Lawrence's take on the Ood transformation in last episode, is indeed an absolutely dog shit take. Well, we found Nathan's old account. <laughs> no. Uh, not a certified banger, but a solid and grubby outing of Docky Who, and a great reintroduction to my favourite potato dwarves. Uh, Ten is in full <laughs> swing with his tenisms, like intro the window and stole the knot, uh, so non-defeated, but never mind. And showing that he is still a fuckboy with thinking Donna and Martha would fight over him. Nice to see <laughs> I've Martha. never heard him refer to as a fuckboy. <laughs> it checks out, though. It makes it sense. Yeah. Nice to see Martha back, but the episode proves again that she deserves better from the writing, because although she's no military leader, uh, she still gets captured and cloned. That's a good That's a good point, actually. She does that's... immediately get like taken away. Um, that is true. Some lovely moments from Donna and Will. Bernard Cribbin's face when he sees Donna coming down the road always gets me. Uh, a contender to steal Adam's crown as the still got legs worst weirdo of all time. <laughs> Luke Rattigan proves that incels have always existed. Uh, as someone who is 5'3", I feel I can say he is a grubby little character that shares the Sontaran's short person syndrome. Uh, props <laughs> to this episode for bringing Dan Starkey to Doctor Who. That's a good point. He plays... Uh, one of the the Sontarans, and he's he, he goes on to play Strax. Uh, yeah. He's great. Um, all in all, a fun episode, despite some of the 2008 sexism and alien racism. Sontar heart, indeed. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. I actually spoke with Sam a little bit earlier this week. Um, he got in touch because he wants to send us something. He asked if we have a P.O. box. Oh. Uh, we don't, um, but we've arranged something, so... So we'll look out to that, and thank you for Sam for doing that. You, you you don't need to send us anything, all right? No one needs to send us. This is just a silly little show that we do because we like talking about Doctor Who. By no means are we asking for anything like that, but it's appreciated, and thank you very much, and we look forward to, to seeing what that is. This so is you, your last opportunity, I guess, to guess what it could be. I well, would he, say he did. A... He did include a picture of of what it is, but I I don't want to reveal that just you yet. know. So, so I I well, if it is that, and if it is, I'm very excited. But is it an but... entire deck full of uh, you know you know like they had the battles in time trading card books with the Lawrence, You're not a million miles away. That's all I'll say. 
Okay, um, interesting. But, but but hey, we'll we'll see when that arrives. Um so so yeah, that is pretty much the episode. Obviously next week we have the uh the part two to this, the wrap up of this episode. Uh and obviously we have that to look forward to, but until then Take us home, Lawrence. I certainly shall. Uh, thank you very, very much for listening. Uh, if you have enjoyed this show, then you can leave us a little review. Please, five stars. Ooh. Oh, Nathan! <laughs> Lawrence! Nathan, you have to read the review. Lawrence, ask me if we have any new reviews. Nathan, do we have any new reviews? I don't know. I'm going to go check now. Okay. Um, I'll, uh, I'll tell you what. I'll just read the... Uh, oh, we have quite a few, actually. <laughs> um, uh, I'll read... Okay, I'll read all of them. Um, here's just a random review. This one is from Rhea Rocks two two three. This is one of the best Doctor Who pod five stars. I should say. Love it. Uh, this is one of the best Doctor Who podcasts I've ever listened to. Can't wait to hear more. Uh, thank you, Rhea Rocks. That's uh, very this, kind. That is very kind. Thank you very much. Take that, Radio <laughs> Scaro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which have somehow become our enemies for some reason. <laughs> and who culture? I got uh, actual personal beef with who culture. You do have personal beef with who culture. Which we don't have time to get into. No. Um at official oh, no not at, this is just on the podcast thing, but official official Tom H or official Tomb. Official Tom H, I'll say. Uh I did it again. I chose another stupid ape pod. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. I like that. Good that, that, review was, that review was entitled Fantastic. Um, and then if I have to read out one more, I guess I'll just select one at random. Yes, here. please do, yeah. Uh, ah, this one is called Still Got It, and it's from <laughs> Jeff Lemon. <laughs> um, and it was written on the 7th of November, 2023. A wonderful podcast about a 60-year-old show that goes off on, viz- on various bizarre tangents at the drop of a fez. A must-listen for me every week, especially as this review is read out every week. Yay. All in capitals. Never stop! And we <laughs> never will. <laughs> never, ever. Uh, so thank, thank you, you Jeff. I think that's the third v- version of that review that exists. <laughs> Just now, always has Jeff. to stop his life. <laughs> yeah. uh, so if you do want to leave a review, please uh, go ahead and do so. That's over there at Apple Podcasts or on your other plat- podcast platform of choice, five stars, no less, or I'll hunt you down and punch you with my Santaran boys. Indeed, indeed. And Nathan doesn't even have one of them uh, neck holes that you can use to take him no, down. He would just exactly. keep swinging, yeah. So, <laughs> you can also give us a little follow on Twitter if you like. We are at Still Got Legs Pod. Uh, that is where Nathan will typically send out his little prompts, letting you know what the next episode is going to be. Uh, it's a good opportunity for you to get your thoughts in. You can also email your thoughts uh, at Still Got Legs Pod. Oh, Still Got Legs Pod at gmail.com. Still Got Legs Podcast. Still Got Legs Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, mm. So, that'll be very, very good stuff. Um, Nathan, we have another podcast, I believe. We do. It's called Another Happy Pod. It's our main flagship show, although it's less popular than this one. Um, <laughs> it's not it, our flagship anymore, is it? It's just well, not. It, it kind of is, because we're, we're under the branding of Another Happy Studios, which is just a thing we made up. Yeah. Uh, so... So it kind of is. But anyway, um, it's our pop culture show where every week we discuss something in that realm. I will actually say this week um, we are doing a, a mm. crossover of sorts um, with Still Got Legs. As it is the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who, uh, we decided that we'll, we want to celebrate that across our other podcast as well. So we will be taking a look at uh, an adventure in time and space 
which is the uh, the docudrama sort of thing, which came out during the 50th anniversary, written by Mark Gattis, uh, all about the creation of Doctor Who. Uh, so yeah, so we'll be watching and discussing that and this week. Be, so come along be, and join when us. When they're listening to this, that'll be this coming Friday, right? Yeah, I never know. I get confused. It, it won't um, be the Friday just gone. So if you're listening to this when yes. it comes out on Monday, it's the coming Friday. What was what was the most recent episode we did? Uh, Edge of Tom Cruise going back in time. Oh, uh, it's Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, don't worry about that one. You can skip that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, our, we will be doing that next week. So so check that out. I'm joining on the Docky Who fun. Um, yeah, thank you to everyone uh, and Sam. We're very much looking forward to seeing what you've said in us, even though Nathan already knows what it is. Uh, bye bye. <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.